Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrewer, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision-making. I'm here with Peter Cockle and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights, and this week we're discussing whether it's weird uh, for Prince Andrew to go to Pizza Express. Nick, is it weird for Prince Andrew to go to Pizza Express? Well, here's a bit of context, really. Mm. As you probably aware, um, Prince Andrew gave an interview recently to respond to, uh, well, various criticisms about his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein and, uh, you know, to put in some sort of defence for the fact that, you know, he got, even after Epstein had been convicted, he, you know, went to visit him. Um, also talking about these allegations about Prince Andrew being connected with one of the girls, um, you know, in this in this scandal. And uh, it, sort of crucial to his denial um, were a few things, one one of which bizarrely was that it, it, she had claimed he was sweating profusely and he claimed that he couldn't sweat. Mm. Uh, at, but the other was that on the day in question, on the day where she claims to have been with with him, with Prince Andrew, uh, he was at a Pizza Express in Woking. Mm. And and he um, he said, well, the, why do I remember that so clearly? Because it's very weird for me to be at a Pizza Express in Woking. <laughs> I don't doubt that is weird yeah. for him to, to do. But there was, of course, a load of criticism leveled at him on all sorts of levels. But one of them that intrigued me was that uh, was how out of touch he was, not just in his in, in what he said, but just his general sort of manner and 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 what he obviously assumed would work. Uh, you know, as as a set of things to say and a way to present them in an interview, which it seems painfully obvious to any outside observer, look terrible. Um, and uh, but being out of touch is something people talk about a lot. It's a big thing. Like you know, you take a character like uh, like you know Jacob Rees Mogg, mm. who's held up by many lefties as sort of the ur example of of an out of touch um, uh, politician you know, privately educated, looks like something from the 19th century um, and uh, and speaks like one too. And then, you know, obviously Boris Johnson, you've got Eton, Oxford, Bullingdon Club, you know. Yeah. Is it the case that, um, you know, is that is it the case that being out of touch, being from a sort of very niche social class, does that make you a worse politician? Is it something we should care about? Well, no, it's interesting you use those examples because there are two elected um, politicians, one of whom is prime minister. And so... Um, it can't be that bad because enough people think, you know, can either get by that or really like that. Um, and so vote for them. Peter? Yeah, well, I mean, we, we don't criticise all professionals. Uh, we don't sort of demand that they're highly in touch. Obviously, people like doctors uh, and nurses and things need to have a, a connection with their the people that they treat. And it helps for them to understand the, the social context in which they come from, etc. But, you know, other people, lawyers and things... Um, they deal with the world in a much more sort of abstract way, and they we don't really criticise barristers for um, being um, highly educated from sort of particular social class. We want them to be. We want them to be. I yeah, want my barrister of... to be a massive toff next well, yeah, time yeah. I'm and, up for and, murder. Yeah, yeah. And, and and engineers <laughs> and um, computer scientists often often uh, often sort of derided for being geeky and a bit of sort of a bit sort of in their own social group and not really in touch with with people generally. Um, and yet we, we we seem to be sort of quite happy for them to be like that. They we don't they're not criticised. May, maybe the threshold here is people who are have a particular social uh, uh, response, a particular social um, 
uh, role, like the uh, like like our elected uh, elected officials and our royal family and things. Maybe that's what. Maybe that's why they they need to be peop- men of the people, people of the people. Right. Well, well, actually, that's two very different things, actually, or, or are they? But something like the royal family. How t- how in touch do you want? Do we want the royal family to be? Because what's the point of them if they are in touch? Right. Well, I mean, and also, and I'm not in touch with the royal family. I don't know what it's like to be Prince Andrew. Um, mm. You mm. know. Is that a failing that I've got? Should I be more empathetic about about what it's like to be Prince Andrew? Because if I was, maybe I'd understand why he was such a dithering moron. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> in his TV interview. <laughs> uh, well, look, hold on, five minutes in. Yeah, we've we've answered it. Does it does it matter? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Boom, bish bosh done. See you next week. Well, I, I will respond to what Peter just said because I think it's a really good point. It is. You would think, actually, even though Peter described what sort of barristers do as abstract. In a sense, it's more frontline. It's more. It's good, affecting the lives of real people, um, uh, you, and doc, what doctors do as well. You know, they affect uh, people's lives in a very direct way compared to politicians. But whereas I think you know, a, a doctor, well, a body, regardless of the social class of its owner, is still gonna. You know, it, you don't really need to understand. Um, uh, you know the life's much about the owner of that of that particular body to be able to sort of work out what's wrong with it and to prescribe the correct drugs but the argument would be well the politicians are making policies on with a set of assumptions about what people care about and what's important and what problems we should fix and if they're out of touch if they are insulated from the kinds of problems that real people have uh, and I don't want to say that as though politicians aren't real people, but, you know, perhaps that they, they, they are fairly unrepresentative in terms of the kinds of things they care about, uh, that they're likely to be worse at making policies because they will make policies that, you know, tend to be good for people like them and perhaps underestimate how important other policies might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's plausible. You could look at something like Brexit, uh as a reaction by people against, uh, you know, a p- political class who certainly take one of the key issues, which was immigration, um, uh, were either positive or, or, or at least not too bothered about levels of immigration. Mm. Um, plausibly, you could say they're probably, you know, middle class, upper middle class people are the least, you know, stand to gain the most from from immigration and um, and probably, uh, you know, a, a least bothered about, you know, what the effects are. Um, and that was true of all, all politicians on all sides. You know, were very wary of talking about immigration, and um, and probably broadly, you know, were kind of in favour of fairly high levels of immigration, and weren't bothered at all about immigration from the EU and so on. Uh, and um, you know, so now you could say that if they had been more in touch, in some sense, you know, we we that that issue might have been dealt with more directly. Mm. Um, you know, than having to deal with it through a referendum about something superficially quite different um so yeah i mean so that's the that's the argument i'm gonna also i've got a bunch of reasons why we shouldn't care but uh um well okay just a couple of things i mean with 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 doctors i don't think it's much much about them being out of touch it's more about them being a little bit remote from people um but the reason why we want to have that contact with doctors is because you said well it doesn't matter about the body but actually when doctors are speaking to people um, either relatives or the or the patient um, is that emotional side of it that comes into play, and that's why we do want yeah, to have well, that kind of human connection. I was actually suggesting the doctors and nurses are an, uh, another exception to the rule. Yeah, actually, they gain a lot of they gain a lot of uh, 
diagnostic information from knowing the patients and the sorts of the sorts of people that they are yeah and the sorts of places that they live and etc uh, etc et yeah but i think uh, going back to the, the policy makers i think you know as we've discussed quite a lot on these podcasts is we would we would require we, we, we would like our policy makers to be um fairly dispassionate about uh, about how they go about doing the analysis and policies ideally are um based on um objective data rather than um than, than sort of personal views and heuristics and we would hope that the analysts and the, the the support the policymakers and the policymakers themselves are able to to distance themselves from uh, to to ignore their own personal biases when they're making uh, making well, i mean whilst decisions. that's true i think maybe or maybe not is the case that because all of you come from um or both of you come from a policy making background where you're in the civil service on one level you do want that but i think again a politician is an unusual example in you want to make them to be able to make those dispassionate decisions but you don't want them to be communicated to the electorate dispassionately necessarily you you've got to be able to um um you know, you've got to have, I don't know, what, what, what do you want to call it? A certain amount of uh, person, personability about you and, 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 you know, charisma or whatever you need. And I don't know, just it's a really crude um, analogy. But, I mean, just looking at the difference, let's say, between the current prime minister and the most recent prime minister, Theresa May, I personally think one of the issues of Theresa May is that she wasn't able to communicate with people. What was she called? The Maybot, right? And so she might be making really um, dispassionate decisions. And as as might Boris Johnson, but like him or not, I do think he is able to connect uh, with people. And so, yeah, so I think mm. it's a bit murky with politicians. I think they're a really interesting example. Well, and I, th I th perhaps, I mean, the problem is that the model people have of what what it means to be in touch or out of touch or whether or not you can empathise with people is just too simplistic. This idea that, you know, you cannot understand what it's like to be, um, you know, say living in a council flat or whatever, um, unless you're from, uh, you know, a working class background. And and I think the examples you've used, uh, you know, that sort of gives the lie to that a bit, because actually, um, you know, you can be, well, I don't, I don't see why that, why your socioeconomic status is, is, I mean, people differ along all kinds of different dimensions. And, you know, you can be in touch with someone on one of those dimensions and a long way away on others. And the question is, can can do we the fact that Boris Johnson went to private school uh, or extremely posh private school doesn't necessarily mean that actually he's not still closer to you know the concerns and interests of a lot of voters. The idea that socioeconomic status is somehow the be all and end all is is probably is probably wrong and yet extremely prevalent. And in fact, I mean, it is wrong in the sense that if you look at uh, the extent to which social class determines people's view about things. Uh, I mean, it is a predictor of attitudes, but not, I mean, it, it ranks alongside things like, you know, your, um, your housing tenure. So whether or not you, you know, what, what, whether you uh, own a house, um, which, you know, even controlling for sort of social background and other class indicators, whether you've got a house actually makes a, a significant difference. Um, and, uh, you know, things like age, um, the level of education you've had, what religion you are, and particularly ethnicity. Ethnicity has, a, has a, at least as significant an impact on people's views as um, as uh, you know class or you know class indicators. So you know you might well you you might find yourself thinking, well, okay, well in that case, Boris Johnson 
cannot possibly because he's not you know he's not black either so he can't possibly represent the interests of black people and you might think well that's probably not true i don't just like that shouldn't be a consideration um so yeah i mean uh, social social and economic status is but one of many dimensions on which people can be considered in or out of touch and i and it probably isn't a particular it's not a hugely significant one so where are we then um <clears throat> well uh we we we're, we're where we are <laughs> okay we're we're a bit out of touch with ourselves yeah um, um, I, I would I well I think I think it, you know that let's let's take the the question of whether or not politicians are going to make better decisions uh, are are so it does socioeconomic status and your empathy with other people from other you know socioeconomic classes does that affect how good your decisions are does that affect how good your policies are see what what I would sort of want to suggest, I think it does doesn't it well, I, I feel like the, the policies which have impoverished the most people were those made out of a much more direct empathy with the working class than those which were made without any consideration towards them at all. So, you know, communism, I'm referring, of course, to communism, which was an idea really in sort of which was designed to 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 be in the direct interest of the, of the working class mm. has ended up impoverishing more people than, you know, kind of the, the economic freedom that you have in capitalist countries. Mm. Um, so, so I'm, yeah, I, you know, what I'm saying is I want my politicians to be privately educated toffs because I feel like they're going to make better decisions. <laughs> uh, Peter. Uh, uh, to, to relate this back to the, the individual a bit and, uh, and, and, Fraser, there's an opportunity here to learn a new meme. Uh, oh God! Okay, uh, good, great, great, great. Yeah. So, well, there's a couple. There's a specific one. It's a great one with uh, that's that's uh, been around for a while. Uh, Principal Skinner of The Simpsons yeah. has a quote, which obviously something's happened with the kids, and he, he asks himself, "Am I so out of touch?" No, it's the children that are wrong. Um, but you <laughs> yeah. should look, look that one up. But there's a the, the, to go along with FUMO, like the fear of missing out. There's also the fear you of not that knowing. FUMO. Isn't it FOMO? FOMO, FUMO, either way. Uh, fo there's a, there's one called FONK, which is the fear of Hold not knowing. So oh, okay. this is this yeah. is the fear of at a sort of micro level being out of touch with your friends and not knowing what's going on on social media. So um, it's related to uh, nomophobia, which is the fear of not being connected and not having a phone and not being on the internet and things like that. So so worth 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 bearing that in mind. If you're feeling out of touch, uh, then you are suffering from FONK. FONK, okay. Um, yeah, and I th I wonder if um, you know when we're thinking about the extent to which you understand other people, which is what they're about. Yeah, because right? so whether or not um, you know that microcultures are flourishing more now in in because we have the ability to connect with like-minded people uh, online. I mean, m most notably, and we've talked about this before, is you know political polarization. The fact that people are able to sort of cluster into into politically like-minded groups and and really avoid the kind of challenge you would have had in the past where you didn't really have much choice over who you socialized with and who you met up with and who your friends were you, well, you certainly had a lot less choice and uh it would it was harder for people to become you know extreme or become polarized um and i wonder now if actually there's there i mean you know if you t there's something as simple as pop music go back 30 years there was a pop music by and large you know there were a few really niche things seeing the you know the indie scene was coming out coming about uh but by and large 
if you know there was there was one one chance that everyone listened to and and kind of much more of a sense of shared culture um and and now that's that's doesn't i've got no idea what is going on mm. I mean, and you won't get an idea from listening to the charts because music seems to have bifurcated into all these different subcultures and i and i, I feel like well it, it was almost impossible now to be in touch with music as a whole you, you your best bet is to know what a bit about one one or two genres um yeah so i, I wonder if it's going to become increasingly hard for politicians to, to yeah, be yeah. in touch but also i'm just thinking about i don't know if it's too crude to talk about it in socioeconomic terms about you know with does because you could be you could be from the elite let's say but be a very empathetic person um or you could be very um knowing and and sort of making sure that um, you're ticking all the right boxes and that you do know the price of milk and what's number one. So you basically you're faking it. Um, yeah, Tony Blair and his uh, football. Yeah. Totally uh, artificial football. Yeah, exactly. And um, just bear with me one moment. David Cameron, didn't he get his football club confused? <laughs> no, so it, yeah, it was David Cameron who yeah, was talking about flying over and seeing Aston Villa and getting Aston Villa mixed up with West Ham because he yeah. claimed he was a big fan of one of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, but what I was going to say, there was that recently, you know, uh, uh, Rory, what's his chops? Um, the He had been, was he international development or something like that? Tory? Oh, uh, yeah, the Rory Stewart. Right, Rory the guy Stewart. who ran for leadership. Yeah. He was the sort of dark horse. Exactly, and who came from a very, very similar background as the eventual Prime Minister Boris Johnson. He went to Eton and Oxford and all that business. Um, but he sort of became famous for sort of going out whilst campaigning onto the streets of London and on a kind of shaky uh, mobile phone, like, being real with the kids and meeting all these mm. kind of people mm. and was sort of on, on one level was um kind of laughed at for it because it was just so awkward these exchanges but on the other hand people say hey well look he posted it and he's can laugh at himself and he kind of he's recognizes trying, that but he but he did refer to some but he then later got into more trouble, trouble for yeah, it yeah, by referring yeah, to them as gangsters or yeah, something or, yeah or borderline gangsters yeah. or something describe them yeah so i don't but, know but I mean, yeah because i think there i think there's an element and I think I think this could be that what we're talking about the distinction between uh, Boris and and Theresa May, and and I, I I know people will balk at the idea that there's something that Boris Johnson is authentic, but I think there is a sense in which he's more authentic, right? More mm. kind of actually himself um, uh, you, you, than uh, than Theresa May, and I, I feel like being in touch perhaps is isn't really what what's going on. Mm. What we really mean is or is that someone is authentic. It's sort of yeah. Been, and I think certainly if you looked at the uh, looked at the um, uh, Prince Andrew interview, there is this sense of well, he's saying things uh, to because he wants something to happen in in the viewer and not because he really believes them yeah and i and i feel like that seems like a bigger predictor of whether someone's going to be successful as a politician and boris does put he is authentic whatever you whatever yeah. you say i think i mean i know you know a lot of people point to his kind of backstabbing and and uh, a lot of the bizarre things that he said in the past but um i'm more inclined to think that those things are not being produced by a focus group somewhere. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you've hit upon it. It's authenticity, and and I think people generally understand that we can't all be all things to all people. Um, well, look, I mean, there is a question I want to ask, um, but I still don't. I don't know if we've rounded this off or not, or is there some anything further here we want to delve into? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I think because it's it's difficult to define what it means. Yeah. To, to be well, or, or or is it? So actually, this is what I want to come on. Okay, to. you've got some proposal. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, what, what? How can we measure? 
you know how in touch someone is and let's keep it to the uk and let's just keep it to let's say what we want from a, a, a member of the royal family or a politician right so the the, the classic one that is always asked is what is the price of milk mm. okay oh are you going to ask us yeah i am in a minute so because we're going to go on to our our um in touchness a meter in a minute amongst us and see how oh, in okay, touch we great. are okay so but 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 what else is there so there's the price of milk you could say what's number one in in the hit parade um <laughs> you you could say um i'm what, still using the sheet music charts all oh, right so yes of course yeah, yeah. yeah um what else could we have oh okay, that uh, was a good one yeah well what, what's uh what's the latest big computer game for 15 yeah. year olds okay a good one good uh, okay. yeah, what, i think what, what's the latest what, box set that everyone is is good on yeah. what, netflix what, uh, what's the what's the latest chat app that people use um uh, yes. Well, look, let's slow it down. What we new need memes? Re- what new memes are trending? Is on someone Reddit? noting these? We need to because we need to be able to remember these. Okay. Oh. Um, so let's sort of recap. So go go there again. So I said price of milk. Um, what is number one um, in the charts? Uh, what is the latest game computer game that fifteen year olds are playing? What's the latest chat type app thing? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah there the was one other app. there. I said uh, the latest meme that is trending on the latest meme is trending, and one more. Um, what is the let's? What's the average salary in? Let's say what's the average salary one in the UK and two in the London area? Okay. Okay. So those are our seven things. We unfortunately the we, average salary among the work full time working population. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In the London in the area. London area and in the UK. So let's go through these to see how in touch we are. I hope you've got the answers. Yeah, well, that's the thing, because we're not able to measure how, how you know. So how much is the, price, how much is the pint of milk? I mean, first of all, milk doesn't come in pints anymore. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, let's all think for a moment. Okay, so go I'm going to have a stab. We already, I think, let's translate it to a litre, okay? Yeah. Oh, why? We're so, because we're really European. Please right not here. do that. Well, I'm going to say, say... What's the price of a pint of milk I'm gonna say, in pounds per litre? Because I mean. no one bloody buys pints of milk anymore. Yeah. So that's how out of touch you right. are. Well, I still think of it as Yeah, well, point. that's your problem. This is why you're going to end up as Prime Minister. <laughs> um, so I'm going, to, I'm going to say a pound. What about you guys? Pound a litre. Yeah, I, I, I think it's just over a pound. I think I bought a litre of milk for a pound nine pence. Uh, but I also occasionally buy lactose-free milk, uh, which is about so, twice the price. Yeah, it is. That's right, yeah. Um, well, I, Nick? I, 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 I question this because I think we buy four pint containers. So you know, those big jug things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, what is Which that? Which I then? think are about one pound fifty. Well, okay, so divide I that by five. Four. About thirty-five, forty p a pint. Yeah, well, and that's per pint. No, yeah, you yeah. guys are doing per liter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's not far off. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, who knows what the answer is? Okay. Um, what was the second thing? What's number one? I have zero idea. Yeah, no idea. No, no idea. idea. Big trouble here. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, Latest game. Gr- I, it, I wouldn't even know what the official chart is these days. Yeah. Who runs it? Is it a grime song? Is it one of them? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> one of them hip-hop fellows. <laughs> one of those hippity-hoppity things. Yeah. Um, so, let's okay, say so we draw a blank on that one. Um, it's probably Elton John. <laughs> actually, that's a, that's a, yeah, that's a question, actually, I've seen asked for, to politicians. What are you listening to at the moment yeah. on your iPod? And and they always make something up. Well, for me, it's Brahms's 90, uh, Brahms 99, the, the cello uh, piano sonata. I can see you're going to get Which the call. Is. You're going to get the call from Tory Central. Well, I'm any learning time. it. You see, so I've been yeah. listening to it a lot. Right. Um, third one was um, computer games that's trending amongst 15 year olds. Anyone? I'm 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 going to have, to have a stab here. Okay. And I'm going to say it. Well, it's got to be um, uh, Fortnite. Well, it is still big. 
But kids are moving away from Fortnite. It's become too corporatized. Oh, and really? Too professionalized. Where there's big, you know, big people making loads of money on it. So yeah, they're moving away from it. But I'm not sure what they're moving. Oh, to right. Make. We know they're moving from it, but we don't know too. To well, what. yes, but Minecraft became cool again. Oh, right. Minecraft okay. was everyone started playing Fortnite. Yeah. About what a year or so ago. Yeah. And then and then Minecraft sort of somehow staged a resurgence as people realised that Fortnite was really a one trick pony. And, yeah. and so Minecraft became cool again. Okay. Um, I struggle. I would struggle apart from that. I only know about indie games because they're the ones that pop up on my sort of Steam okay. you know, emails. But, uh, uh, what was the fourth thing? Uh, what's the WhatsApp or it could be WhatsApp or similar messaging service? I'm gonna. Is it Snapchat? I don't know. No, I think Snapchat yeah, it was still, in the 1980s. Snapchat I mean, still, Snapchat's still quite big, but I, it, uh, WhatsApp is still holding firm is as it? a sort of go-to, even amongst the kids. Even well, even amongst the kids, but they're, the the kids are using other ones, so there are the sort of challenges to WhatsApp. I, the name has completely escaped me, but the, there is a, an alternative which is very similar idea that it's um, okay. group chat and it's secure and it's simple to use. Also, just let you know, I've been using Instagram lately to communicate and message with people as well. That's so I use that yeah, messaging so with the kids. Right well, yeah, I, uh, that's me. This, you know, like when a thing happens and you just realise quite how out of touch you are. Yeah, is there's something called TikTok. Never heard of it. Which seems to be just like a video sharing app or something. I can't see why it's different to something like YouTube, but for some reason TikTok is all the rage. Right. And you know, YouTube is every, is yes yesterday's news. I don't. Okay. Know. There, there are a lot. Uh, well, for what I pick up from the YouTube creators that i regularly follow they they uh, uh changes in the continual changes in youtube terms of service in terms of reference plus also uh quite a sort of draconian demonetization approach right is turning a lot of people off and actually so a lot of a lot of video game streamers and tech tech bloggers um they they tend to use things like twitch as well as youtube so okay. they release content on youtube which is for all for all for everybody and then they'll have exclusive channels on another on other platforms for their subscribers okay let's zip this along um i think there was a fifth but i can't remember that let's go on to the salaries yeah um i remember reading there was there was a you know the answer well hold on um a, a couple of years ago there was a series of articles in the guardian which was about um bankers and what's life like as a banker and and so on and um, they were kind of undercover cover bankers saying this is what it's really like because mm. you know we're vilified especially by the the readers of this, this newspaper. And one of them was much ridiculed because it was she was a banker and she was asked to guess how much a teacher gets paid, um, like a primary school teacher. And I think she said it was something like forty to fifty grand a year. And and people were just like you, you know you have no idea you're so out of touch. So mm. average salary in the UK, um, sorry, in amongst working people in in the London area. And in the UK, I'm going to take a guess and say across the UK, I reckon it's low 20s across the UK. And in London, yeah. I'm going to say it's sort of low 30s. That's yeah, my guess. Yeah, I've got guess. a feeling it's, I, I read re- fairly recently, the average household earning right. London area yeah. was 25. Household? So, so, yeah. so, so that has to be the, a hard Harder upper ceiling. Yeah, I don't think it'll be a, that much different to that. I know median earnings haven't moved much in about the last 10 years and... Uh, I think 10 years ago, average earnings were 20, 20 something. So, um, yeah. Right. So we're okay. And we all sort of think the same. Right? Yeah. So, but I yeah, bet if you ask yeah. people how much bankers earn, 
yeah. they'd say i'll probably earn you know half a million quid a year and they probably earn a tenth of that yeah you know most your average person who works in the banking industry yeah so you know i bet people people this being out of touch works both ways yeah uh, yeah that's it so look on a scale of uh one uh, to 10 with 10 being totally with it and in touch and with the kids <laughs> and 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 one being re-smog um where do we i think i'm probably about a, a five or a six maybe a five let's say in i middle think of i'm gonna road. give you a four four you still can't get memes you just you, don't get memes i i defer you're absolutely right i i'm about four three and a half maybe um nick's a weird one he's quite techy well, real life real life low yeah two or three okay I just I just see real life moves far quicker than I care about. Yeah. So I do I I'm really in in tune with if you like the tides but not the waves of real life. <laughs> uh, and it means that you know I do like I like I like I'll I'll like the pop music from now in about 10 years time if it's survived. There's some of it Yeah, good point. I think I'm a bit But like online that. no one knows famously with that you're a dog. And and online I'm I kind of hang around to see what see what trendy people are doing a lot more because they can't stop you yeah they can't tell you that you're wearing uh embarrassing clothes and stuff yeah so i feel like i'm a bit more in tune with online trends than i am in real life yeah uh peter where Uh, do you uh, fit on this yeah popular culture totally out of touch probably re-smog he and i would have a lot not to talk about um uh, current affairs what's going on in the world pretty good i'm always on the news but what about the the common man but the common man, yeah, I'm I'm often uh, I'm often having to check my privilege and uh, <laughs> update my heuristics about how, how people really live. So I probably, yeah, likewise, I could probably make a next chancellor. I think we could probably double up on that. I reckon, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Well, and of course we have a an election coming up, which is gonna, you know, where this may be an issue. Mm. Of course, one of the candidates is uh, you know privately educated, grew up in the countryside, brother called Piers grew up in a house called yew tree manor and the other is boris johnson boom, boom. twist oh i like it. twist at the end i like that i like yeah. that. jeremy corbyn is 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 no more in uh, uh certainly no more uh in touch in terms of his background than boris johnson it's really degrees of how posh your private school was yeah yeah there we go okay jasmine um yeah i enjoyed that um we'll wrap up there um, thank you as always for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrew. I've been here with Nick Hare and Peter Cockhill of Aleph Insights. Until next time, goodbye. Mm-hmm.